That's Chuck Mangione, ladies. Perverted podcast listeners. That's uh, that's Chuck Mangione blowing that sweet horn sound in the whatever that that song was named. Feels so good. Feels so good. Coming at you right now here on Perverted Podcast. We're going to start an actual show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Stop it! I know that voice. <laughs> we don't have an audience. I have to make something. That's supposed to be our audience having orgasm before we even start the show. Well, doesn't it sound like our normal audience? <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what? Yes, it does. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the oh. show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, 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 and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in front of nobody. Oh. I'm not even gonna engage, okay? Just keep hitting your buttons. Who are you? Oh. I don't know. That's a very existential question. Who are any of us? (laughs) I'm Kathy. I am Boogie. Unger? Yes. And you are Unger. I am am Unger, (laughs) usually. You are Unger. And this is show 126. A comedy of errors called Life. Has occurred, and there is literally, it is Kathy Unger and I holding down the fort. Uh, Mew is doing her hospital research thing, so she's there up knee-deep in blood uh, watching stuff go down in the ER. Ew. And uh, Bunny was supposed to be here, but Bunny got sick, and uh, and so she couldn't be here, and all of our other normals didn't show up, so God damn it, Kathy. It's you and I and Unger. And, oh. uh, and uh, Bunny oh. and Mew making sex oh. noises. Yeah, I thought I recognized those voices. Oh. <laughs> that's you. That's me. They're coming and you're farting. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's their man. Oh. That is their man. It is. Hey, we got through BizBaz. Yes, we did. Bazaar Bazaar uh, was our threshold fundraiser event that we have uh, once a year. And uh, Unger. Yes. You practically headed the whole thing. <laughs> Unger, Unger was a machine. Unger had to be screamed at to go home because mm-hmm. Unger, I came in at 530 in the morning, um, you know, because I was working on our new Zua song. I got up at 330 in the morning for some reason to work on Cotton Candy, which is an amazing little song. It's very dirty. Is it out and, yet? No, it's not. Uh, Bunny was supposed to be here to sing it, but um, she's sick. So so I was up, and then I'm like, okay, well, we got to set up. You know, because it's a big event. There's lots of vendors and sampler booths where people can try, like, uh, you know, knife play and flogging and impact and wax and electricity and stuff like that. And uh, and so it's like, it's like our big deal. And so I get in at about 5.30 to set up orientation room and my stuff so I can get out of there before the regular volunteers. Unger comes in at, like, I don't know. 4 a.m. or something. You were here at like what, 6.30? Yeah, somewhere around there. Around 6.30 and Unger's like, well, I don't have a big crew today, so I'm just going to move this furniture by myself. And it's like an entire dungeon worth of like giant furniture. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he just starts, you know, putting it under his fucking ogre arm and dragging (laughs) it out. 
And I got a bad back, so I feel guilty. So, you know, I help with some little things, and then I take off. And then, like, literally the whole day happens. The, you know, the event goes off really well. We'll talk about that. But then it goes to the party, and then the party goes till 2 a.m., and then I have a, a couple playmates, Mew and, and a new playmate, uh, and we're having some time. And it's like 2.30, and I hear stuff in the kitchen, like the party should be shut down by now, and, and you know, everyone gone. And I go in the kitchen, and I swear to fucking God, Kathy, there's <laughs> fucking Unger at 2.30 in the morning. Mind you, he got there at 6.30 the previous morning. He's been all there, and he's scrubbing a fucking pan from the fucking guy, you know, from the, the kitchen. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, it's got to be cleaned. Go the fuck home Unger what were you thinking that it needed to be cleaned just <laughs> like there's other people that that can do things uh-huh I'm just I didn't want to leave Boogie with a mess but, uh, I'm the janitor I mean there's certain things if you go dude can I just not clean these fucking dishes and go home it's not a big deal Unger. let the dish go Unger. Oh, I know. I I watched him during when breaking everything down. He was like carrying whole pieces of furniture by himself. Yeah, so Things he does that, the like, setup. He does the tear down. Do. And I'm like, dude, dude, go home. This is why you have an ogre. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Oh, you break yourself during bizbaz, and the chat room will have no one. Just think of that. That's next right. Time. I didn't. I'm here. The chat's here. We've and had enough. one of these days is not going to work. We've had enough board members drop dead. No. Yes. Bad. That's right. Bad Unger. Bad Unger. Bad. No. Doesn't work. No. It does. <laughs> this you doesn't have, work on you, me. You delegate. God damn it. Did you have fun at least during that day? No, he did I had a good day. You I, did, I, you I, had a, it, it was a good overall, day. Overall, it was a good day. There was a lot of fun to be had. A lot I, of I, new people came in. A lot of new people came in for the event. A lot of new people came in for the party. Yeah. That weren't at the event. Um, We had a bunch of brand new vendors that... I don't. I didn't get a chance to walk around and talk to all of them and see how they did. Right. Uh, but it was nice to have a lot of new vendors, and I saw a lot of stuff we haven't seen before. It was really good. Yeah. I mean, when you have a day, and I'd say the attendance was probably it was, it was, good. It was a good medium. It was a good day. It, I yeah, mean, it, it, parking was was really bad, so it yeah. was probably a good day. So, but for me, the pay as a volunteer um, is the new people. I mean, that's the jam, and I think we can all agree as people that have volunteered here. You know, the three of us here have both all three of us equal together like 3000 years at threshold and and for those of you that uh maybe are in a place where you don't have a lot of events or you have or you're starting to build that community to where you have events that bring in new people that's the jam that is what it's about when those people come in and and they look around and they see kinky people accepting kinky people and they can just relax and it's okay to be who they are and Kathy and I see it every orientation so we're really kind of yeah. blessed to see this all the time but when you have a big event like that and people you can just see cuz they're looking around like we don't look around anymore but that you know what i mean yeah it's a great thing to see i i really i i love our three events that we have every year uh, because it's always full of different vendors and games and and uh, most especially the taster booths. Yeah. Where people who uh, just have no clue. You can come to one of these events and have, 
you know, go through what our six or seven taster booths and, had, and get just a taste of everything. We sure. had more than that this time around. Really? Yeah, it was a lot. It's, it was one, amazing. Two, three, four, yeah. five. It's an amazing event, nine. and it's amazing yeah. to see people yeah. uh, get a whole bunch of uh, uh, the, what would take them weeks of parties to come through the. They, yeah, just and they get taught by experts. Sure. And it's just uh, amazing. I would like. I mean, I really want to. Uh, they're making finger signs <laughs> about the experts. Because how can you be an expert in blood play? You know, you're just, you're just good at it. If they don't die, you're an ex- <laughs> you're the expert of that day. No, we we wouldn't put people who don't know what they're doing in those positions. Yeah, we would. Fuck them. No, no we would. <laughs> Boogie. I'm just kidding. God. It's a joke. No, it's not. It is a joke. So. You put for me in charge of something. That's, yeah, we would put people who. That is that is dangerous. Very dangerous. I've forgotten. But for those of you that are thinking <laughs> about starting your communities in the place that you you live, it really is amazing to create a space, even if it's a house party or a munch. It is amazing to see people come in and just the look on their face that's tense when they come in, and then when you let them know you are okay here. Yeah. You are not a freak. You are not a bad person for being kinky. That is an amazing thing to actually witness. And that's that's a it's a great event. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely great. And then new pussy, of course. You know, new well, pussy. Let's not forget. Let's that. not forget. That's I'm what we're really. I'm in not going to pretend that I'm like some fucking Mormon missionary here on my <laughs> adventure, earning my way to heaven. I oh, am. I see. You. I am hunting. I am unfortunately privy to. There all was, this. It wasn't a good hunting day on that yes, day. Yes, it was. You, so you, you trapped you, someone <clears throat> during orientation. Did I? Yeah, you put. Oh, her. that's right. Okay, that was hot. Okay. Okay, because we have a cage in the in the purple room where we we set up all the chairs for orientation, and there's like this giant wood standing bird cage thing. And Boogie, and being I the whore that he is, will not you know pass up a, a space to put a chair in there. So we can cram them all in. And there was a very lovely uh, lady in a red dress, and and I said, "Have you been bad? You know, you throw it out there because she could have been a top and told me to go fuck myself." <laughs> But I just kind of mentioned to the room that there was this cage, and in that cage, you know, somebody who might be naughty needed to sit, and I watched her face kind of light up, and I said, have you been bad? And she said, well, maybe, and I said, you need to sit in the cage. And it was kind of hot, like, even though it wasn't a scene scene, it was just hot. She sat in the cage and did her orientation for an hour. I'm amazed you weren't distracted. You did the whole orientation. I did, and then I glance over (laughs) and do those (laughs) domly looks to let her know, yes, you're doing good. And then you I brought her out. Girl. It was hot. It was really hot. She was, I mean, she, you know, it was very innocent. It wasn't yeah. obviously very intense, but, but, and then cool. taking her out. But this is the kind of stuff that you get to do when you have these events. And, yes. And um, you had put down something on the, on our lineup about pubes. Don't getting your, don't get your pubes twisted or something. Oh my God. This is going to be great. Oh God. Attention perverted podcast audience which you know we're our friends <laughs> you are our friends i go the extra mile no you don't i put it out there for you we've been i <laughs> i organized i wrangled something you've been wrangling a lot of fet liberties you know we and these are just people who are prolific writers and a lot of people follow them on fet life you've been interviewing them you've interviewed john baku and the ferret and we've been talking to others we are definitely picking up the pace on the interviews and, people and, are really enjoying those and we have been talking to don't get it twisted 
who is mm-hmm. she's a very lovely lady, has some beautiful pics on her profile, and she's going to be coming out here and wants to visit the show. And that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be on Drunken Pirate Orbeez Day too, because yeah, that's that's, that's uh, Bunny's the day that, that's that, Bunny's birthday, the twenty seventh. It also happens to be a Monday. So, so November 27th. So I'm looking at her site because she's sexy and every now and again it comes up in my feed and I'm, you know, I'm a pervert. And so I look at I look at her and she has a pic there of like a grown out bush and like just, you know, this like nice little bush, you know, that that grew out. and It's kind of sexy. And and she says, hey, you know. Here it is. It was like a challenge or something like a temporary challenge. She was going to grow it out. And she said. Enjoy it while you can, because in five weeks I'm going back to normal, and I'm shaving it uh, before I go to California or whatever when she comes out to visit. And so, of course, I instantly, I'm like, oh, my God, you have to save the pubes and let us give that away on Perverted Podcast. You have oh to. And it became God. this whole di- discourse back and forth. She's like, what the fuck are you saying? I go, you don't understand. Perverted Podcast. Perverts. We have perverts. They follow us. They need pubes. Sexy woman pubes. Nobody need some needs pubes. pubes. Fucking Kathy, don't fight me on this. <laughs> Just don't fight me on this. And I said, we'll do some sort of a contest. So what we came up with was the pubes for poetry contest. So if you go to our, uh, you can either email it to pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Go to our FetLife profile, Perverted Podcast on FetLife. And... Uh, uh, or not profile, you can email us at the profile, but we also have the group. You can just add it to the group on right. Fat Life. Duh. So, uh, and then you write your best 75 words or less poem to Don't Get It Twisted's pubes. And the winner, there's already one entry up there that was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. And you have to really want her pubes because that's want the prize, isn't it? That is the prize. Well, we'll send you a button, you know, because fucking last. Has inundated <laughs> us with more buttons, which you shouldn't stop because they're awesome. I love them. And so we're going to get the pubes, and and then of course we're going to read the the best ones, you know, on the air, and then pick one, and they will get a little baggy, I guess, of the pubes. She reluctantly, she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? How am I going to get these through TSA?" Oh you my know? god! <laughs> I go. I'm sure they've seen weirder. I'm sure she's well, freaking out why, at the thought why, of others having why pubes. Why doesn't she shave on what she's here? Stop it, giving Unger, him that's more why, ideas. That's why you're a thinking man. Because <laughs> then Unger, she doesn't have to worry about it till she's get here. Get back in that that's, chat room. I'm in the chat room. Uh, that's a great idea, <laughs> Kathy. I don't think I can negotiate Booger, that. Booger, 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 what is Booger man? <laughs> plexiglass. The plexiglass. We have the plexiglass. No. Yes. You know, if somebody were good at, at cloning, they could clone their own Don't Get It Twisted with a few strands of... Just... <laughs> See now you're somatic cell nuclear transfer. Oh god, that is cloning. Don't geek out on me. That is that is it. But she's bringing them, and, she and she's going to be here. Gonna here, be here and then uh, we will announce the winner yeah, on that show. She'll co-host, right? Or she'll sit. Yeah, the she'll sit either, whatever she wants. <laughs> Anyone can sit in that chair. <laughs> We're pretty uh, pretty loose. Perverted podcast. <laughs> pretty much are. <laughs> pretty hard. Just another day on Fat Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. And is freaky. The type of things you see on Fat Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. In particular, this author who gave us blanket 
a permission. Is this a blanket one? Uh, yes, Who it's is a ferret. This? Oh, this is oh, that's right. Duh. Duh. I saw this. Yeah, <laughs> I have notes right here. I love I it when it. when authors of the of on Fat Life give us blanket permission because I just troll through their fucking writing and take whatever just see I want. Whatever, whatever we need. Feeling. Yeah. So Ferret wrote, "You realize nobody gets one hundred percent dating, right?" He says, "I heard a guy lamenting that dating here was hard." He emailed women, and no matter how witty or personally interested he was, some of the women didn't email back. This was, in his estimation, proof that the average guy could not get a break. Online dating is a lot of swings and misses for anybody. The dating scene is rife with people looking for connections and not finding them. Convincing yourself that there's some grass's greener side where someone's the Babe Ruth of dating, pointing at the bleachers and hitting every home run is just going to sour you. That maddening lack of connection is the average. And what's making you miserable is believing that somehow you don't deserve this. Nobody deserves it. But most people are getting it on some level. Now stop thinking I suck and pivot to the correct this sucks. You'll be better off in the long run. <sighs> okay. <laughs> hey, little just, just, just a little clap. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Because we get to do some man-hating now, and you know how I love man-hating. I love me some man-hating. Loves hating some mans. <laughs> This is, I mean, this is, <laughs> I like how excited you are. You just, what was that butterfly was fluttering? Muppet. That was your Muppet thing? You're like, man, hey, ah! <laughs> Like in like Kermit when he always had a conniption. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and here we are today, great <laughs> There's nobody in the audience to really work off of. You know? It's just you and me, Nobody's baby. It's just you. you and me. The jokes oh, just God. die on their own. Not uh, even can. Wait, no, no. You, oh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> No. Thank you. No, really. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, okay. So this is a topic we have. Uh, we're going to tap on for the rest of this 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 podcast history. As long as Perverted Podcast is on the air, we're going to talk about this because it's really important. This is not something that most men can understand because they're not women. Be- Go with me on this. Okay. I'm going with you. Um. We have a point of view that is a man. We have a profile. I'm talking het. I'm talking your basic het guy trying to pick up on a woman on uh, uh, online. Right. So we have our point of view, and the world works in our way in your own that head. we think. Right. And we have that in our head, and we don't understand that the reason that many of us are attracted to the opposite sex is because they're different than us so we don't understand that maybe they perceive things or experience things a little differently than us in particular the amount the glut of emails that the average woman gets on their profile some nice some pleasant some romantic some clever some funny and a high percentage abusive Mm -hmm. and demeaning and threatening. We don't get that. I don't get that. I am a, an entertainer on the internet for, I don't know, 17 years now. Hundreds of thousands, millions of views. Uh, I've had thousands, tens of thousands of friends on different profiles. I have never gotten the amount. I Literally, I could count on one hand how many really like shitty out of the blue emails that I have received 
And I can only maybe count on two hands how many actual emails that I've received from people hating on me. So I don't get it. Most men just don't get that nobody owes you an answer. And especially if they got 10, 15 other emails a day, they can't sit there and take their time and just personally write you, thank you very much, even though you're completely uninteresting and blah, blah, blah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's it's true. And y- those odds in person, you go to a bar or you go to a party, are tough. You get online? Forget it. Because online, you are reduced to a cardboard cutout. Pretty much. You are reduced to a list of assets. And that's even if they look. Exactly. Because they've, they have, you know, they got like 10,000 friend requests. Or even if they have a dozen. You know, they got to go through. They're not going to read everything you have to offer if you are actually the type of person that actually has something to offer that you put on other than a fucking cock shot, you know, you put some interest, some things about you, whatever. Yeah. The likelihood that someone just, I mean, how like, I mean, you can turn it around and go, how many guys thoroughly read each woman's profile? Right. Hardly any. (laughs) And why you, they email and start asking or going down directions that if they had read the profile, they would have known not to do that because she states quite clearly, yeah. don't do this or do this. So I, I totally agree. Um, I, I, I think it's just a, it's going to be a numbers game. And and like I said, it, you're online. Uh, what was the first thing that we do when somebody emails on? You get on their profile, you look right, right away, go look at the pictures, see what they look like. See if you're even interested. So right away, you're going to get written off unless you have the attributes that most women are looking for. Tall, broad-shouldered. Wait, wait. Let me finish. Muscular, healthy, fit, good-looking guy. Is that what you're looking for? No. I said most women. I I, I don't. I have. Look, I got a lot of hot women that play with this. So yes, I would and definitely. You have to do I, I don't want to give. You have to do the work. They didn't see your profile, look at your picture, and go, "That's the guy I want." And what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that that's what most people do online. When people get to know you, and you're one of those people who has more content on their profile, and you have another thing going for you that a lot of men don't, and that is you're hilarious and you're entertaining. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it because I know you're always every time we have this conversation. You shake your head and you go, look at me. I'm nothing special. No, no, no. Okay, go, go. But when women are looking online, that is just going to be the first thing that they look at is, is the pictures. I and they will that. immediately dismiss it if it's not someone that they're attracted to. I think too many people believe in the nonsense called chemistry. And they think, if I'm not interested, why would I even put time into this if I know it's not going to go anywhere? Versus, you're at a party, you look around, you see that most people there are average, but you're there, you have to talk, you have to socialize, so you start to get to know people, and you, you start to listen to who they are, and, and you're conversing and socializing, and you're seeing an actual, real side of these people. And, hmm, maybe your opinion changes a guy you wouldn't have looked at twice because all you were looking at was the picture at first and you immediately dismissed him it suddenly has a personality that is intriguing to you somebody who well they're they're not hideous to me so i'm willing to at least what's see what's going on and you will will 
agree to spend more time with somebody in person if they intrigue you than you ever will online because they're, they're t- it is much too easy to go down that list quickly and dismiss it because you you don't you're not at a party you're not there in person you don't have you're not forced into a social situation so there there's my rant in in my experience and I can't speak for every woman on the internet there is a very big difference in what uh, females look for when they respond to an ad. And I have uh, very little evidence to say, uh, there's a percentage that absolutely, everyone is about attraction, you wanna make sure someone's fit, or at least whatever, and whatever their version of attraction is, obviously men get away with a lot more, older men get away uh, with a lot more, because apparently we look distinguished or something. but I think women respond to content because if that if it was the case, there are a million dudes out there that have hot body profiles and giant dick pics. And women are are repelled by that. There is a certain percentage of women that are into that, but most women, in my experience, are into content. Who are you as a person? Um, are you a good communicator? Do you have? And I'm not saying there's not doesn't have to be some level of attraction, but it is. I don't want guys because I hear that bitch from dudes a lot. Oh, they just want guys with six pack abs and all of these fucking ads and rape culture fucking websites that say, oh, you have to have abs because that's what gets a girl. You have to have this car or whatever. That's all bullshit. I really think that... What the hell does that, that have to do with rape culture? Well, I no, it's just a lot of the sites that are just like, this is how you pick up on chicks, and so you have to have all these things, and then you can manipulate them into doing this thing and get them drunk and stuff like that. That's a whole other discussion. But I don't want to... I don't like the idea of perpetuating that um, women are all just looking for hot guys with I abs because it's not... I said yeah. most women. Most women do that. And it's... You know, you will get most women saying... Oh no, I'm I'm all about the person. It's the personality. No, I mean, but and then what happens behind closed doors? What happens I, behind your computer screen is something very sure. Different. And I'm not I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying that we have a lot of ugly dudes in this lifestyle. <laughs> it's just fucking flat out. Man. Just am I Unger? Am I right? Uh, I can't speak for others, but I'm here. Yeah, and I'm here. <laughs> Let's just fucking throw, if we're going to be honest, let's just be honest. Well, we're talking about we three got, probably unattractive people in this room. Okay, that's fine. So that's, that's we're batting 100. All right. Um, but what I'm saying is, and a lot of people that I know that are, do not fit the, the standard abs, BMW, whatever, are playing with a lot of women, are experiencing a lot of women. And everyone that I know, all of the best tops that I know from Threshold, and I can only speak from my experience. Maybe the whole world is different. You know, um, I can only speak what I'm experiencing now. All of the tops that are here that play with the most people, the most, and, and if we're going to talk guys and girls, um, it, it applies to women too, women tops too, but we're just going to focus on the guys. Um, none of them are fucking pretty. None of them are pretty. But you're talking and about they're, and here they're, in person. He's talking about online. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying what I'm trying to get across to this kind of convoluted fucking conversation <laughs> that we're not making sense is what are you offering? You're going to get rejected. The, the, the post was about rejection. Just handle it. You're going to get rejection. We'll talk about rejection in a second. But I really want to focus on the fact that... 
let's say the woman does have time to look at your profile. What the fuck are you offering besides some bullshit that I have found most women don't want? And why do I why do I have a lot of success getting partners when I am a janitor? I have very little money. I drive a really shitty car. I have no great looking appearance. It's the content of the person that people are looking for. Well, some skills in BDSM, if, if they're a bottom and you're, you're, they're looking for a top, you, know, you need to have some skills. You need to have a personality. You need to have some sort of agenda for your life, some sort of goal or mission that's bigger than just your fucking dick. I, I do not disagree with you at all. But that's I, why they're getting mostly rejected is because a lot of guys are putting out there. And I talk to these fucking guys, Kathy. I talk to them every week in Threshold, and I hear their ideas in their head of how it should be. And then I try to let them know that that's just not how it is. That you have to have some content. You have to work on yourself. It's not about your apps. Great. If you can get to the gym and have all the looks and a good living and stuff like that and have some content to your personality, then absolutely you're going to do better because you're going to go higher up the up the desire chain. I don't, I don't disagree with you that content is important and that a lot of women do look for it. I'm just saying that behind a computer screen... If you are a, even a semi-good-looking woman, you have a lot of men coming out at you. And so you, you start to filter quickly. You start to filter very quickly. Sure. And one of the first things that gets filtered is looks. Yeah, but you have to also understand that their first point of contact is that first email. I, and I get so it. So it's not, disag- not the picture. I'm, it is what you say in that email. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I so think if, you, I, if you write a, a, a pad answer, you know, like guys, they'll just... You know, and I've done it. You know, you write a general description of yourself and, you know, all your funny whatever, and then you send it to 100 women. They can see through that shit. Uh, But I get it. I just, I have a much more cynical viewpoint of what women do versus what they say they want than you do because I listen to them talk and I see what they do. And so I I have known a number of women women who they talk a good game, but. Behind a computer screen, that's not what they go for. But that's fine. But what we have is evidence of a bunch of ugly dudes who play with a lot of different fucking people. So there's got to be something. Again, I'm talking about uh, if I'm I'm somebody who comes to the club here at Threshold and I am into rope and I'm also into spanking. I will gravitate toward those people who are good at it because they have because and I'm watching them play. And that's my first a, a point of connection with them. I'm watching them play. I'm seeing how they work, and I think to myself, I want to play with that person. It is being in a physical, social setting with someone is completely different than being online. And I'm simply talking about being online. Sure. And I I know that women that women do that, and it, so, it, it always disgusts me. And I wish that at least the women I've come in contact with who fall under this category would be more honest with themselves. Uh, but I, unfortunately, as I said, my viewpoint is very cynical. I have seen way too many women say one thing and do another. Sure. I mean, I can I can literally only go by the evidence that I have. Yeah. And the evidence and that I, don't I have disagree with is you. if you put out that content, uh, you have a better chance. You're going to yeah. get rejected. You're going to get ignored. And you're going to get ghosted. Um, cause that's, that's part of oh, sure. dealing with the internet. It's like Ferris says, this is a numbers game. You, you're going to get a lot of misses. You're going to have to swing at a lot of... Uh, pitches and see uh, and and get very little in return absolutely and i i really this is where i would like to see a a shift 
socially in our community. You're doing the thing you said guys do. What? They, they, they think this is the way it should be. No, I'm just saying what I'd like to see. And it's about the guys. And I would like to see a shift in the level of honor and integrity that you get to feel when you handle rejection well. Because that's what we have a big deficit on, is we get people that, and that's another reason, and it just perpetuates the problem. And that's why people don't want to be honest, and that's why people do ghost in, in you, you're building something with someone, and then all of a sudden they just disappear, and you're like all buttered, because you're like, God, they should have just told me that they weren't into me or whatever. But in, in, in fact, you have a, a fucking numbers game that says a certain percentage of people that you do honestly say hey i'm not into you are going to turn around and fucking abuse you and call you a fucking cunt and a whore and a loser and a piece of shit and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you're a dumb bitch and i've seen fucking thousands of these fucking emails i would like i would like to see a fucking kind of a revolution to where we change a thing to say being able to take rejection gracefully is something that's fucking honorable it's something that makes you a better person to be able to actually take that rejection and not turn around and be shitty because every time, because then it, it, it perpetuates further because then guys say, you can be honest with me if you just don't want me. Women are not stupid. They fucking know that a high percentage of men are going to lie to them and say they can handle the truth and then they say, okay, you're right. I actually am not attracted to you. And then they turn right the fuck back around even though they told them they could be honest and fucking abuse them. I've seen tons of those emails. So we really need to have a change to where people understand that there would probably be more honesty and less rejection and that defensive spirit that we get online if people believe that there was a little more honor in being able to take that gracefully. Because I've had so many situations where I have accepted my rejection, it but hurts. Of course it hurts. I'm, I f- want to think that I'm great and that everyone fucking loves me, and then I find out they don't. There is that moment of butt hurt. But if you handle that gracefully and you just say, hey, totally cool, I understand, man. Let's be friends. If you have any questions, let's talk. And you, you let it go. I've actually had women over a couple years come back and specifically say, you know what? I wasn't into you and I told you that and you weren't a dick about it. And now I've gotten to know you and seen some things. And I've developed play partners over that. Yeah. I Unfortunately, uh, I just, I believe that being behind a computer screen gives you the anonymity that allows you to be an asshole. And then the good guys out there all get painted with the same brush. What? What's wrong? Unger's looking at me like, what the fuck? Yes, Unger. I'm sitting here behind this computer screen. That's <laughs> what I do for the show. But you're not an asshole. Yes, I am. No, yeah, you're he not. Is. He's a no, dick. I can't pretend that you're an he asshole. He fucking has a dick. He is a dick. It's no, just a thing. No, he is not. But he's he's a. He's I a, am. He's I a, know I am. He's a higher level. I'm a higher level asshole. There's. I heard one woman say, "All men are dogs, but there's better breeds than others." Unger's and I a agree. Good man. I agree. With and that. so are you. I, I think so. Unger's a good guy. Yeah, but I I just think that uh, then everyone gets painted by the same brush, and even the good guys and, are and, like, and, oh, and, oh, hey, you know, ten guys today called me a bitch for not wanting to talk to them. I'm not, you know, going to talk to anyone. And unfortunately, that good guy gets lost in that. But here's what I am saying, because you have a lot of guys that say they are the good guys, and they're butt hurt and bitching about the fact that it's not me, it's those other guys. Where part of that honor is to look at the bigger picture and be empathetic 
to understand that we don't get it. I set up a fucking profile as a woman once on Caller Me. I told you this. Yes. And my eyes got opened. I put nothing hypersexual in it. I put everything very responsible. I made very specific to say I'm just looking for someone to connect with to learn some things. It was not, I, I did no flirting or whatever. And the barrage of fucking shit that I got, guys telling me to fucking kill myself because I said, hey, I, I don't, you know, like, oh, you're my fucking slut, come and drink, just all whatever their fucking dude shit they say. And, and even to politely say, to be honest, and say, hey, I re- really appreciate if you didn't talk to me like that. That's not what I'm here for. And to have them come back and tell me that I should kill myself and all of these things. Have some fucking empathy and understand that even though you might be that good guy, have some empathy of the fact that people are being programmed and you have to look beyond it. Right. And you have to have some empathy and understand just because you are the apparently the good guy. You're still not the good guy if you're bitching and not understanding that it's a different world for some people. Well, yeah, but unfortunately, these are, these are not skills that we are taught. Nobody, There's no class in school that taught humility or taught you what honesty means. Honesty, like I said the last show or the show before that I don't remember, honesty is not always doesn't always make you feel good. No. And we, we are not taught how, how to take rejection at all, let alone take it well. We're taught to go for the brass ring, and if you don't get it, you're a loser. End of story. Right. Nobody te- teaches you how to deal with that shit. So I think, you know, we just got a lot going against us. This is not an easy life. But that's why we have to talk about it. <laughs> I know I sound like a, a raving lunatic sometimes, but the ultimate goal is is there is a way. And I have personally learned because I used to be that butthurt guy that gave all the emo, non-empathetic excuses of why women you know should do it differently and i'm not that guy and i shouldn't be punished for what other guys do but that's reality that's just the reality is that groups of people are punished for the shit that some people in that groups do you want to talk about race okay you got a lot of people that are like i'm a nice guy why is a cop dragging me out of my fucking car i'm a nice guy well because you've been thrown in so Every group has that. So you, if you're going to succeed in the bigger picture, you have to start with some understanding that some people are programmed to be bitter, to be negative, to be defensive because they have been attacked a lot. And just because I haven't been attacked a lot, and I try to get attacked, I antagonize the fuck out of people, and I don't get a fraction you antagonize the fuck out of me. I do. Well, I get it from you, <laughs> and I appreciate that because it makes me humble. Oh. But I, I don't know. This is this is a great. It's this a is, great post. This is and it. it, and it, it, it really I, it speaks to both of us. I think, and I would love for that to be a better world, and for people to to know how to deal with rejection and to have enough self worth that that humility is something that comes to them rather easily. Um, and, and unfortunately, I don't see it. And in a world where we already have so much working against us, you add to it the final cherry on the top of the cake where you get behind a computer screen and that anonymity lets the, the ugly, nasty, bitter side of you out. I, you know, it's no fucking wonder that it's, it's hard to connect online. But every adventurer 
in every movie and story gets their ass kicked throughout the adventure. Yeah. If you want the prize. Uh, and, and hey, that's the fuck another fucking problem in my opinion because we see too many of these read too many of these stories, see too many of these movies in which you think in the end after all that work you're going to get something and it creates in us a sense of entitlement because we believe that that's the reward that's waiting but for what us at if, the end of this. What if the reward is serenity? What if the reward is that I actually feel better about myself? What if the reward is that maybe I have an understanding and I'm not bitter and upset about everything that other people does that I interpret as negative? What if that is part of my reward? Of course, I want to get fucking laid eventually. And of course, I want to connect with somebody. And of course, I want to have food on the table and things like that. But what if I made the piece that I didn't understand even existed until I put in that work? So I don't want it to be easy to be humble. Well, no, but uh, you have been, without having that uh, nurturing or that instruction early on in life, you have no choice but to learn that lesson through the hard knock of life, right? And you have been to hell and back and have been able to learn those lessons. The average person who doesn't have to, good fucking luck getting them to learn how to be humili- humble and to find that kind of serenity that you're talking well, about. Well, that's why we're talking about yeah. it. Well, you know, I think this is leftover from last week's cynical Kathy. Uh, <laughs> she's not, you're not going to get so much positive out of me this cynical, I, You know what? It was a great topic. Yes, I, thank I, you, Farrah. I, I really, I, I definitely am I'm into this. Bunger, bunger, bunger. <laughs> Hi. Bunger, bunger, bunger. Bungie. Bunger, bunger, bunger. Unger! Yes. God! <laughs> he just ignores me. He, you're right, he is an asshole. Unger? Oh. <laughs> He's all, see, I told you so. Anything going on? A lot. Yeah? Yeah. What's going on? Um, you, that's, that's, the, that's kind of an invitation for you to just kick in. It's not like rhetorical. I just, you know, is anything going on? Yeah, here's what's going on, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Unger. I love it. Anything going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Want to tell me about it? I don't know. What do you want to hear? <laughs> okay. It's a way to pick up that game there, buddy. Uh, so apparently, Akatan is now a guy. Um, the last <laughs> thing that was posted. Just the last uh, thing that was posted. What's going on in there? If you're in, in the there? chat, it makes sense. If not, it doesn't. Um, we were talking about uh, ice cream flavors earlier and then uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Muddy Buddies. So kind of a food thing tonight. Ice cream. Kathy, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate Mousse Royale. Jesus, yeah. Baskin Robbins, pretty, damn it. Pretty articulate. Yeah. Unger. Actually, it's a it was yeah. it's a flavor that they don't have anymore, which is another one. But I won't talk about it because it makes me cry. Unger, <laughs> yeah. What about your flavor? It varies day to day. Oh, it does. It? Uh, <laughs> I've got some regulars that I go for, like uh, Chubby Hubby. Uh, Bask- Chubby. Um, Isn't that like a Ben and Jerry's? Ben and Jerry's. It's, a ben and Jerry's. Yeah. it's banana ice cream with dark chocolate and walnuts. It's awesome. Jesus Christ! This was the day I started eating. Yeah. My non-diabetic. Why are you asking this question? Because you know what? I, I've eaten enough ice cream. I can just think about it, and there's none near me, so I'm not going to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Hagen dazs Rum Raisin is still one of my favorites all time. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. Hagen dazs Mexican Chocolate was pretty awesome when they had mm-hmm. it for a while. Yeah. Um, cool. That's good. Um, what? <laughs> So that, we just talk about ice cream. Hey, were we Burp supposed to talk about Unger inspiring kink? Hey, Unger! <laughs> Unger, Unger, Unger. Gotcha! 
<laughs> yes, Boogie. Hey, Unger, how you doing? Thank you very much. Did you have a story? Of, you met someone uh, at your hook pull thing. Well, I didn't get their name actually, but but I talked to a lot of people. But there was one thing I didn't talk about last week that happened at the hook pull that kind of threw me. But it's also kind of why I'm I'm here and why I do all the stuff I do at Threshold. So I'm sitting there at, toward the end of the night. I'm kind of pulling my things together. We're getting ready to leave. And <laughs> pull, get a hook pull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And a uh, guy walks up to me and, and says, excuse me. And I thought, I'm blocking his way. He's trying to get to his stuff. So I'm feeling like an ass and going, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, no, no, no. I actually want to talk to you. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's <that's laughs> normal me. If you know me, that's how things work. Excuse, I'll get out of your way. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I'll get out of your way. He's like, no, 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 no please. Um, so he's just like, I want to let you know you're the reason I'm here. I'm like, what? I was like, well, I saw you at the, the mini pool that happened like a month, month right. and a half before. I told you guys about that. And that kind of inspired me to actually come to this event and be here. He didn't pull at the mini pole. He just came for kind of the class, and then he ended up at the thing. So it was kind of a cool end-of-the-night moment for me. But that's kind of also, you know, I see... I don't see Kathy play as much anymore. And I, I was thinking about that since we talked about She's this She's too in the busy kitchen. getting dick in a bed. Yeah, I know. What? I know. I don't bottom that often in public. But well, I know, but, but the point is... When I used to see you more often play at various parties, bottoming or topping, you were always having fun. And that would be one of the things that would inspire me. Boogie used to teach some classes. And just watching Boogie scenes, sometimes are, it's just a lot of fun. Again, inspiring me to come out and try to up my game and, and have more fun while playing. So kind of the same type of thing. It's what I do here. I know it's what you guys do here. It's inspiring people to be kinky. And it's kind of, it kind of actually came out that... You know, just like, wow, someone's actually, I'm actually being told it worked. I think you said something that was actually really, really key that that I used to think more about, you know, because I've been here for a long time and I've been playing forever and I don't focus as much on that. And that is the fact that when people see you having fun, it it makes them very, it disarms them. It disarms a lot of their fears and insecurities about how they picture play is supposed to be and 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 you know because we do a lot of laughing scenes and a lot of goofing off and and i just haven't been playing as much in the dungeon because you know i have the love lab now and you just come back here i just usually just grab them because it's relaxed rules um all the time uh but it really does say something when you see something when you go in public and it's not you know just to be an exhibitionist because now you're just kind of showing off but when you are out and people can see that you are enjoying what you do, that's really... And that's one of the reasons I think the podcast is successful, because we're just schmucks having fun and putting leaf blowers on vaginas and and talking about (laughs) stuff. And I think that's what people... That's what is really important that we keep putting out there, that this isn't that... You know, we can be serious at times, but, you know, when you see Unger, who is a, a, a big guy, you know, really just enjoying... You know, we got an email uh, about Unger, you know, talking how excited he was about the hook pulls and going up. And and that inspired them because, once again, it was the energy that Unger put into it and being excited about talking that, that the person was, like, really surprised. I wouldn't expect it, you know, to to hear Unger talk that excited about it. And that kind of got... It's contagious. Yeah. It is. And, and circling back on what we talked about earlier with the tasters, and we, we may not have experts, but... There are people who are who are safe in what at. they're doing, but there are also people who are excited to do that. Um, we had um, a friend of mine who was who did her first time as one of the tops for a taster, and she was seemed to be every time I walked in having a great time. Was that the wax play one? I did wax. Oh, no, you she did. She was wax. doing needles. 
Oh, okay. Um, and she seemed to have a great time. Every time I walked by, because I kind of try to get people to go in if I see a taster open, uh, she she looked like she was having a good time, whether she was just chatting with someone or actually uh, piercing while she it, was doing needles. I, I was having fun with wax. It really is contagious. Oh, yeah. Kathy and I are going to be... Uh, Corrupting uh, at uh, the 10 oh, before yeah. 10 party this Friday. There's a group uh, coming from a college, uh, I think, and uh, Kathy and I are going to do a little show and tell with them and and the little uh, beady beady, little spanky, beady, spanky. beady and uh, and have some fun. It it really is. Look, I like this show because we're talking about a lot of shit that actually works. <laughs> <laughs> this is the non-cynical show. <laughs> this is the with the exception of a little peppered cynicism. Yeah, of mine. yeah, you know where we're douches. You know that's that's kind of cool. But no, very good, Unger. Glad you're with us. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. See, this is why I knew I should have put the board up, because Perverted Mailbox is supposed to come next. But I will do uh, some uh, fucking uh, advice. Thanks. Some more chat stuff. Oh, there's more chat stuff. No, some fucking advice, and then, and then we'll, we'll get to the other stuff. things. Okay. We're all right. swinging it. We're just, yeah, just remember. Just going which, for it. All right. 126. So uh, let's see. Angela wrote to us. Uh, this is a quick question, actually. She says... How do I reach subspace when I'm not comfortable with my body? I've gained 60 pounds. Well, now, in, in reality, subspace has nothing to do with how much you weigh. However, if you are so um, upset about your body image for whatever reason... It will. It blocks you are everything. In de- you out. are in your defensive mode. Yeah, and you're, there's you're no gonna... way you're going to be able to relax enough to enjoy yourself, let alone go into subspace. Yes. It also depends on how they go into subspace. This is very yes. true. Um, and and I see this a lot going to rope classes and going to to shut up and tie and things like that. And hear it a lot talking to people about rope where they if they're heavier they say oh people won't tie me. I know this is untrue. I I've right. suspended you know 200 plus pound women. I know I can, but they sometimes heavier women think that they they can't be tied or, or it's not going to be comfortable or something. And I know that's not true. So if you are, right. if no one it, else, yeah, it, well, it depends on if you have the people with the experience, it's, yeah, and, yeah. And know how or and want to, but yeah, and and that becomes a problem. But the, the self image makes them not want to reach out to do that. Yeah. So since we don't know that much more about Angela, yeah. Angela's situation, like let's just assume that it's a body image sure. issue. Yeah, that's that's what it that yeah. it kind of sounded like. I was very. Uh, this is good. It's good. This is good stuff because yeah. Angela, her name was Angela. Yeah. Angela, uh, there is a way through this for you. There is absolutely a way through this for you. You actually have all the power to work on this. You have an amazing mind. It does a trillion things every fucking day. You can handle this. It's just you have to be willing to push some things away over time. And that's that's what we call here in the Love Lab creating an environment. You need to create for yourself an environment because that voice that those doubtful voices, that insecurity uh, about yourself, that is part of you. There's there's a bunch of reasons for it. It took a long time to get there. That's how, at least for me, that's how I get overweight is the insecurities and the fears and whatever. So it's going to take a little while to program out of you. So it's not a quick fix. Unless, of course, I, I don't know what the quick fix would be, but it's never been for me or anyone that I've worked with. It really is first understanding those voices are there. Uh, they seem negative, but maybe they're trying to protect you from something. And the, that part of your brain just doesn't understand that it's hurting you from relaxing and allowing your rational brain to let you focus. 
And so it's really when those when because we deal with this with orgasm, it's the it's the same kind of theory behind uh, women who have trouble orgasming with a partner. It's it's understanding that those voices are going to be there, and when they come in, you just give them permission to not drive the bus. Does that make sense, Kathy? Yeah, we've talked about the not driving the bus thing on yeah. the show. Yeah. You know that they're there, but they're not in charge. And so when those voices come up, like when you're playing with somebody, I mean, the first, I'm just talking, the first is communicating with your partner. That you have to play with people that understand that you're uncomfortable. Because if they don't know that you're having an insecurity or an uncomfortableness, they're going to keep going in their direction, uh, especially as a top, and they are kind of just trying to read you. And, and you can really help create that environment better by finding people who understand that you have some sort of insecurity about that, and then they can work with you on that by helping you create that environment, which is what I do with my partners when they have insecure moments. They know they can reach out to me and say, very simply, I'm in my head right now. And I can, I can, I can now assess that and say, okay, let's, let's go in this direction. And then maybe they need some affirmation. Maybe they need to know that I, I'm there with them and that I have a plan for them and that it is okay for them to let that thought go. And after doing that, it's kind of like you create a farther and farther distance of how much it comes. Like it comes maybe 10, 20 times during a play scene in the first play scene. Uh, but then as you keep giving it permission to not be there, it doesn't re-trigger all those hormones and chemicals. And it just gets farther and farther and farther. And then eventually it's far Hopefully. enough. And then if you were willing to do the work, if you're, you know, create that environment. Well, some people are willing to do the work. I'm playing devil's advocate here. If you're not, you're fucked. It's, if you're willing to do the work, uh, doesn't necess- does not guarantee you success. Well, you have to do the work. Well, I understand, but the <laughs> yes. work does not necessarily guarantee success. If the voices are strong enough and the, the uphill battle is hard enough, all the work in the world might not be enough to get you even at a semi-happy state. I think, Kathy, I have never... Unless you're dealing with a severely, a severe mental illness, where you're talking about a schizophrenic or somebody that is not capable of staying in reality, I have never seen an example of somebody not having some level of success I in reprogramming their. I specifically their brain. said you can have some level of success. I'm not saying that you can't, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee you the the brass ring you're reaching for. She's reaching for the brass ring here. Sure. She wants to feel comfortable enough to be able to go into subspace. And that that means you have to be in a, a very positive, relaxed space just to let go of the shit long enough to get in there. All right? So um, not everything, you're not, not everything is something you can get over. You can get some level of success. I'm not saying you can't because it, it would be a, you're right. If there are people who we're talking about extreme circumstances, uh, extreme physical problems, if they have chronic pain, you know, you can do a lot with meditation and positive thinking, but it's only going to get you so far. So you're right. The extreme cases is one thing, but um, there are some things that you can't get past. There, that is you are you are correct. So I did not complete. Uh, the other part of what we do, which is to take subspace off the table. 
that I to agree take with. Yes. orgasm off the table. Take the fucking brass ring off that the table. Our goal, and I, with orgasm, we do this all the time. The goal is no longer orgasm; it is arousal, which is an achievable thing uh, for them. And then we expand that arousal by pushing away those voices. So you're absolutely correct. Um, I got defensive because I'm like, no, you don't understand. You can't. Everybody can get buzzed. Everyone can have <laughs> fucking success. Um, but it is true with subspace. Take that subspace off the table. Your goal isn't. Your goal is just to see if you can get a few good moments in that play scene where you can be present your, with yourself and not be focusing on your body. Uh, you're absolutely. You are one hundred percent right, and you and I are actually on the same page. I, I think one of the things you have to do in the beginning is to be realistic about your expectations. Right. Doesn't mean that you can't get there, but. Y- I know that this sounds, it's counterintuitive to think you have to lower your ex- expectations in order to be happy, but sometimes you need that. Sometimes your expectations are so high and your self-esteem is so far into the gutter that you have to lower your expectations in order to pull yourself out of there. Because if you're constantly thinking that, oh, by that goal that is all the way up there, that's what I yeah. have to reach. It's, sometimes yeah, you I can't mean, even get out of bed in the morning. I may not be a movie star, but I can still act. Exactly. You know, I yes. may I, I may be able, you know, and you may find other things in what is subspace to you. You know, okay, is it the euphoria, you know, the the hallucinatory euphoria that some people get? Okay. Um, you know, good work if you can get it, but maybe it's just maybe the thing that is going to make you happy and validate you is just having that amount of peace to where you can get through an entire play scene. Without worrying about your body image, yeah, and I still—that's a worthy I, goal. That's absolutely absolutely that is that is a growth and a success. And then once you do that, who knows where you're going to go? Yeah, and you've talked about this on the show before. That's one of the things that you need to do is change your goals, it, it, either for good or at least in the beginning, in order to get to the next goal. Think of it as a step process. You've told people in person. You've talked about on the show how you how you help women achieve orgasms or multiple orgasms or orgasms in situations where they normally couldn't um and it's basically the same technique that you've used pretty much in any area of life anything that you're having trouble achieving your goal well and and it's worked in my life too is is making more realistic obviously i'm not a rock star i'm 49 but i had to look at what am i looking for why do I want to be a rock star? Why do I want that brass ring? What does that brass ring actually hold? Well, it holds validation. It holds that I feel special, that my work is valid because I've worked so hard at it for so many decades. So I learned inside of that, I don't need exactly what I think I need. I need I need certain things to make me okay. Yeah. And then once I started putting that as the goal... I then got to go past that, and now, like with Zua, fuck man, I have a I have a band with my two girlfriends, and we're naked and sexing each other. And then we have little, we have our other lovers come over and like sit on the. Then I get everything that I would ever want from being a rock star without having to go on the road and smell my bandmates' farts. Ew! Seven days a week, say? driving thousands of miles, staying in shitty hotels. And, you know, dealing with all sorts of weather and insects and stuff on my Gross. balls. So I, technically, <laughs> I changed my goals, like you said, and I get 
to live what I wanted as a rock star. Yes. And I think you, you brought up something very interesting. It is one of the best lessons I ever learned in life was to ask myself, not why is it that you want that, but what whatever it is that I think I want. Ask yourself, what what value does that represent to you? Because that's what you really want. You think having that thing will bring you that value, will bring you whatever it is you think comes with that thing. And once you identify that, go for that. Forget the thing. Right. You might get it with the thing. Yeah, you may, you may get it, but... Yeah. But, but there's always something that, that you think having that thing will get you. It will make me feel peaceful. It will make me feel contented or fulfilled or whatever. And I would say the same thing to Angela. What does going into subs- subspace represent to you? Because right. you're right. It, that euphoric feeling, it, it's fucking wonderful. But uh, this is the... Uh, when you start uh, hitting these obstacles or these brick walls, these are the times where you have to really get into it and ask yourself, why is it that I want these things? Absolutely. And let's see how we, I can accomplish it, maybe even without that. Try, I had one suggestion for try, um, I've done this with people um, who had body images uh, issues, and start a scene fully clothed and allow yourself so you can at least be comfortable enough to play and then kind of make it like a reward system game between you and the top to where if you, you play a little bit with the clothes on and then how comfortable do you feel now? Okay, I feel really good. Can I take off your shoe? Ooh. You know? Uh-huh. And then it kind of becomes sexy and it is a sexy way. And if you don't get to a level to where you feel comfortable enough to be naked in that play scene, then okay, you stop there and then maybe that's another game that progresses. And I've done that with people. That's cool. And it's actually it, mostly in the dungeon. If you're playing privately, it, it's a little different headspace. But in a dungeon, there's a lot of people that are very nervous about oh, you know God, any yeah. level of nudity uh, in front of others. So I've done that in the, in the thing. That's a cool... Good topic. Yeah, cool trick. Good topic. It was. Now, uh, let's go back to Anger and see what we... Apparently, we cut him off. And there was more to say from the chat room. Anger. Yes, Anger. It's too late now. We've already hit an hour. When we have? What, what does that matter? Yeah, yeah of course Since when has that stopped us? Anger, what do you have in the chat room? Well, you guys, when we were talking before, and I didn't have an ask the chat question, but we didn't have any guest hosts, we were like, hey, let's see what the, cha- what the chat wants us to talk about tonight. Yay! What uh, do they want? Oh, God. That was not me. That was the chat. Uh, that was Mew. Uh, that, that's the uh, chat room <laughs> guest what? host. Sure, why not? Um, so the topic was kinks and Halloween. Because it is... Uh, it, it's to some Halloween people, is to, 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 yeah. to our folks on the East Coast, it's, it's Halloween right now. No, it is not. One minute. Yes, it is. No, one, it's mi- one minute. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong clock. Yeah, you are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, in one minute it will be Halloween. Spoo. Well, that doesn't do us any good for next week. So kinks and Halloween, so what? So it's like what kinky things go with Halloween? How, ki- how does kink relate to Halloween? What? what? I don't know. <sighs> Sucking blood? Um, how does it, a better question would be how does it not relate to kink? Because every So what are some of the things you had? So some of the things that they were talking about were like fear play. Fear play, which okay. is, I mean, that is Halloween. That's what okay. I'm planning on doing at work tomorrow. Giving candy. Giving candy. Treats. Giving treats I when mean, they've been, been good. Trick or treat. Uh, blood play, role play. Violent anal. Violent Nicophilia. anal is very Halloween-y. No, it's not. Out there. Uh, playing in graveyards, playing with garlic. There no. You there you go. No. I have a fucking red... 
I call red on garlic. Ginger is fine, but garlic isn't? Because ginger smells amazing garlic after you eat it. Too. Garlic smells like you just sucked <laughs> some fucking dead thing's asshole an hour after you eat Halloween. it. Halloween. Electricity <laughs> play. Of zombie zombie yeah. sex. <laughs> what? Electricity play. If you're doing yes. a Frankenstein oh, yeah, yeah. costume. That's true. Which, by the way, was one of my favorite costumes. Like, neither of you went to the costume contest Saturday. No. Who won? Um, we had two well, winners. Well, not who, but yeah. Um, and it came down. I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. My favorite was actually the second place for the cosplay contest. Um, the winner was someone who went as one of the Doctor Who's. Okay, good. One of the 14. Yeah. Is it that true that the next incant yes. is going to be a female? Yep. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. But... And. but my choice was um, someone who went as Nikola Tesla. Oh, is that the guy You're who looked a like nerd. with the big gloves and the? No, that was that oh, was white. he was going as that Dr. was just a pervert gonna go do going a oh, right. <laughs> that was someone to go to go do a fisting. No, he was doing going as Doctor Horrible, the one that you are talking oh, about. Oh, I love Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. <sighs> Rip off of Doctor Steel. Is it really? What's Doctor Steel? I have to see <sighs> it. Okay, I'll have to Google Sorry. it. Sorry, send her a link. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I saw a Jack Sending Skellington, a, didn't There I? was who was, uh, I think, third place on the... Oh, cool. So what was the one that won? Uh, uh, Doctor Who. Okay, won. the Doctor Who won. And then the kind of wasteland guy. That's the best Wasteland guy. Kind of wasteland guy. For the basic Halloween costume. That's basically... Wasn't a spe specific character, but he kind of wore all Wasteland stuff and did a really good job of it. And he actually, I think the first time he came to Threshold was when we did the Wasteland oh, okay. um, theme night, Very which cool. is why I was wanting to do that. <laughs> Get Very some good. more people, and apparently it worked. Very good. Very cool. Did you see Dr. B doing photographs what? in the purple room he was dressed <laughs> His costume was fantastic. Wasn't that hilarious? I did not see it. It was the, pan the pantless, pantless pirate. pirate he basically wore a pirate outfit with no pants. I As mean, you it was do just when you're on the sea. If when you're got to air out your when you're Doctor B, that's what you, you gotta do. You got to air out your pirate junk. <laughs> you know, it gets a little vinegary. You know, after a couple months at sea, you just want Ew, some. Vinegary. You just kind of want it to drag your ass behind the boat for a while. Huh? Yeah, and scurvy. <laughs> scurvy. What was it? Was it a robot chicken where they're yes, like, it was, exactly. that was the fan. She's like, oh, I want to be with a pirate. pirate. Oh, you want to be with a real pirate? Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's what it was. <laughs> Scurvy and rickets and <laughs> vinegar balls. Sure, you want to go down on this? I haven't showered in a hundred years. We just killed pirates. Yeah. So what we want is cleaner pirates. Cleaner pirates are good. Yeah. We yeah. want. Uh, Not that disgusting. We absolutely want. <laughs> Oh. Pirates, do <laughs> oh, pirates do that. So yeah, that's a pirate thing. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, that's why you look at the board before you press the buttons. Uh, Is that it? What yeah. do we got? We have a. Did, uh, did you have a perfect? Ma oh, okay. Yeah. I gotta push that button then. Let's just go. Let's keep doing it. Keep doing what? They can turn off the goddamn show if they don't want to listen anymore. We've gone up to an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, before. we've gone up to an hour and 20. Oh, wow. Well, we're so... We're but that so was with actual people. In the room. Maybe Not some just sort us. of sexiness, you know, going on. That's true. We have no one to we're spank We're just this rambling. Time. All right. Dear Alice wrote to us, and she says, After binge listening to your show for about two months, I am now finally a PP Sam. And by the way, Alice, uh, if you want to give us your address, we'll send you a button. Okay, we can't offer that for very much yes, longer. Yes, we will. Button, button, button. Because 
What did we we sent one to Sweden? It cost like thirteen, 13 bucks. To send a <laughs> but she bike. sent us a picture. It she was worth she it. did love it. Yes. Look, I I wish we had the money to send it to everybody. But I don't care. It was fun. It All was right. Fun. Um, I would like to thank you for your insightful discussions, your educational moments, and for all the shits and giggles that happen on the show. You have cheered me up on many an occasion, and I occasionally catch myself humming the show's tune at random places. There they go again, doing things in public. Now, here she talks about, uh, just just to remind everybody, last show, number 125, we talked about uh, uh, brats. So she says, your last show, 125, really spoke to me. Quote, you have to force their obedience, not their submission, end quote. That made so much sense. As a teacher, I have to be in a dominant headspace during the day, so it is sometimes incredibly challenging to submit when I get home. I want to, but I have that internal fight with myself similar to what Kathy described. My brattiness and resistance in those instances is more of a cry for help. I need forceful dominance to help me get back into obedience, and I now have the words to explain this to my dom. So thank you very much. We helped. Yeah, well, I don't want to take full credit for that. That was homegrown yeah, honey. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, was the, the yeah, yeah, the quotes. wasn't us. <laughs> yes, yeah, the quote. I'm like, the did quote. I say that? No, no. she did. from the post. <laughs> She's Whatever. from the Netherlands, though. So I just realized I'm going to have to ship a button to the Netherlands. God damn it! <laughs> There's our budget. I mean, you want to because it's kind of cool. I want to a button, and, and Laz, we need more buttons. Laz, we need more buttons. <laughs> Poor and we need Les more. probably getting we need more donations fed up with for us. Postings. And here we are sending his buttons out, not giving him a shout out at all. He's Laz, like, thank you, Laz. <laughs> Laz, don't write any more songs for us. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, I accidentally clicked on one today when he did the Strawberry Fields one. <laughs> Let me take it. It was great. <laughs> Classic ass. Is that it? I think so. That is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone in the Love Love tonight, but it's basically us. <laughs> that would be crazy. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And have an orgasm, won't you? <laughs> Even though these are my two girls and I have heard these noises, because I'm lonely. I know you poor I'm lonely, fucking lonely old man. See, guys, look, feel my beard. I actually shampooed and conditioned my beard You're so that it bored? would be soft because oh. they like they they rub against it, and I'm like, Wah. and then they're not here, so now I'm just gonna have to masturbate to this later. what? <laughs> Started off really nice, and then you had to go there, didn't you? What? God. What? And the show, you. All right, we will see you for uh, show 127. And until then, just uh, just keep being yourself, man. It's okay to be here. We love you. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Do you like your cafe latte with lots of steam and frothy milk? I do so like my cafe latte with the chocolate biscotti and a pretty cup. Oh, yeah. And complain about our parents And we read our death poetry at the open mic 
about what is cool. For sure. So if you like your cafe latte, just come on down and have a cup. If you are cool, you can sit at our table, and I'll be your friend if you loan me a buck. Oh yeah.